Edward and Villy in the Peony Room, Zoe and Rupert in the Indian Room. Rachel adored her brothers equally, but was fondest of all of Rupert. He'd had such a tragic time when Isabel died. He was such a wonderful father, and sweet to Zoe, who was so young. She resolved to be particularly kind to her as she followed her mother along the landing. What about Clary? Oh, Lord. But she'll have to have a camp bed in the pink. I think she'll like that. She'll want to be in with the other girls. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. This arrived in the second post for you. Oh, I put it in my pocket and forgot all about it. Rachel took the letter, looked briefly at the handwriting on the envelope, and immediately felt her heart leap. Good night, then, Dutchy darling. But what about the camp bed? Oh, it won't take me two minutes. <gasps> what would we do without you? Mm-hmm. Good night, Rachel, dear. <laughs> As soon as she was alone, Rachel tore open the letter. My darling Rachel. My darling Rachel, she read. I wonder if you'll ever know how much you are that. I'm not sure how long this will be, because I'm writing it in the staff room, and in a few minutes' time, Jenkins Minor will loom to murder a perfectly harmless little piece of bark, <laughs> made all the worse because the only sound I long to hear is your voice. Do you think you could telephone me this afternoon? After school, but before seven when Evie gets back. It would be absolutely delicious to have you to myself, even if it is for only a few moments on the blower. Rachel felt overwhelmed with disappointment. It was far too late to ring Sid now, and with everyone arriving tomorrow, she worried that a convenient opportunity might not present itself. Here, darling, put it on before we go outside. I should have thought France would be a wonderful place for you to paint. Yes, it would be, but not affordable on a schoolmaster's wage. Anyway, if I have a painting holiday, it has to be just that. Not what you would call a holiday at all. I trust you to be so earnest about it. Well, that's exactly what I'm not. If I was earnest, as you put it, I wouldn't be deflected by you or anyone else. What do you mean, anyone else? Oh, I mean that nothing would stop me painting, neither you nor anything else. It's all right. I'm not earnest. I'm hardly earnest at all. Oh, darling. You sound so sad. And I love you so much. I don't mind us being poor, honestly. <laughs> Driving home, Rupert saw that Zoe had fallen asleep and drove carefully so as not to wake her. I'll carry her up to bed, he thought. And then I'll be able to have a quick look at the children, and she won't know. It's all right, Neville. I'm here. What's brought your asthma on? No, 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 no. Don't try and speak. It'll make you worse. Would you like a story? Right. Now remember the rules? Every time I stop, you have to try and breathe. Once upon a time, there was a wicked witch, and the only person she loved in the whole world was a small, black and green... dinosaur, called Staggerflanks. He bent to kiss his son's warm, sweaty forehead. Neville looked startlingly like his mother. Rupert put his hand over his eyes, as his last picture of Isabel recurred. 
lying in their bed exhausted from her thirty-hour labour, trying to smile and bleeding to death. Afterwards he tried to hold her, but she had become a thing, a dead weight in his arms, uncomforting and gone. Daddy? Clary, what are you doing up? I can't sleep. Go back to bed. I'll make you some hot milk and bring it up. Here, drink this, Clary, and then go to sleep. You rages with Neville, Daddy. What were you doing? Telling him a story, helping him to breathe. He's stupid. Anyone can breathe. People with asthma can find it very difficult. You know that. Don't be unkind and drink up. I don't like hot milk. It gets horrible skin. Don't be silly. Nobody likes me.